Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Morning, Little. How are you? Hi, good morning. Thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very happy to be speaking to you again. And um, Thanks, why is Israel f- negotiating with Hezbollah? According to these reports, Israel is uh, negotiating, negotiating with Hezbollah. Is that true, firstly? So, so I don't know if that's true. Um, I would assume, and uh, I think that uh, Israel has proven throughout history, that if we have the ability to avoid war, especially such a potentially deadly one as uh, we would expect from uh, a war with Hezbollah, uh, we would do everything to avoid it. With that said, it's important to remember that uh, the side that has been actually violating agreed upon the prior uh, agreements is Hezbollah. Yes. Hezbollah, we have to remember, is... Uh, state-sponsored terror organization that is uh, de facto uh, the the one in charge in Lebanon. So on the one hand, it's a terror organization state-sponsored by Iran. On the other hand, it sits um, in the Lebanese government and has approximately a third of the Lebanese government seats and is the is the largest military force in Lebanon, making it, um, you know, basically in charge of the country. Now, according to the agreements, the diplomatic agreements we've achieved after the Second Lebanon War in uh, the summer of 2006, Shizbala is not supposed to have any military presence force under the Litani River. Um, I think it is uh, it is uh, needless to say that that part of the agreement is completely uh, not being put in place. Hezbollah has over 150,000 rockets in South Lebanon. 150,000 rockets. Just to put it, you know, it's over 10 times of what Hamas fired at Israel in the past two months. Wow. Wow, wow. So if Israel has the ability, um, you know, to to avoid war, yes, we will do that. We care for life more than we wish for war. Um, so we will do it. Uh, unfortunately, international agreements are uh, not, you know, very held by an organization like Hezbollah. But we have the, the moral obligation to our citizens, as uh, the Jewish country of democracy in the Middle East, to do everything uh, to avoid it. But we will not hesitate um, to go to war if needed. So that's important to say. Lital, it's so interesting. You know, when when we saw... As, as the diaspora, as people outside of the Middle East, when we saw what was happening during the Arab Spring, you know, we saw failed states that were taken over by ISIS. And ISIS came in and they came in with electricity and they came in with water and initially they were welcomed and we are seeing the same pattern. That's what happened with Hezbollah. That's what happened with Hamas. And then they don't have elections again and they take over and these are ultimately terrorist organizations. When we say that Israel is in a bad neighborhood, it's actually dawning on me just how bad that neighborhood is because I never connected all the dots previously. Yes, well, I, I think that also, you know, uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, I was sitting with friends and we said, you know what, with the Abraham Accords, uh, I think we kind of had uh, a hope 
or new Middle East or we kind of forgot where we live. And I think that uh, there, there are differences between Hamas and Hezbollah and Hezbollah has been there prior to ISIS and prior to the Arab Spring. Um, but I think that if something has changed uh, in the past years, you know, everybody w- were talking about the nuclear threat from Iran. Iran is not just the nuclear threat to Israel. Iran is sponsoring and arming all of Israel's uh, enemies all, from all around us. Uh, this war just proved that even the Houthis in Yemen are another force that the Iranians are using to attack Israel. And with Hezbollah, it's a different case from Hamas, but Hezbollah does have, as, uh, as a Shiite sect of Islam within Lebanon, you're talking about failing states. Lebanon has been a failing state from, state from the beginning. Yeah. Lebanon is a dysfunctioning state uh, with terrible economic situation and hunger and, and thousands of Syrian refugees that have uh, looped to it and are still there. Lebanon is a dysfunctioning country. But with that said, Hezbollah, uh, which has become the largest uh, power, not just military, but also military within Lebanon, has uh, two, I would say, almost conflicting identities. The one is the national aspect of Hezbollah uh, being the defender of Lebanon, as they call themselves. So they have an aspect of a sense of responsibility to the Lebanese people. And they surely know that going into war with Israel is not within the interest for the Lebanese people. But the, on the other side, they are Shiite and they are uh, an arm of uh, of Iran, and they're sponsored by Iran, and they they almost get um, orders from Iran. And it's just not it's not just the Lebanese border. Lebanon or Hezbollah has came up with the Radwan force, which is the special forces of Hezbollah. And their whole aim, they have a, a whole plan, a game plan called to conquer the Galilee. They want to effectively invade um, into Israel, into the northern part of Israel. By the way, they also sit on Israel's border with Syria ever since um uh, the civil war in Syria where Hezbollah came in handy and helped Assad against uh, his inner forces. So we basically have Hezbollah all the way from Rosh Hashanah, those who know from the uh, western border uh, with Lebanon and all around throughout the Syrian border. And when they, you know, when we saw on October 7th, I think that maybe the biggest surprise was not uh, the intent of Hamas, but the fact that they could act on it. And when we talk about Hezbollah, and I just gave the the example of the rockets, uh, but it is a force much bigger than Hamas. And for the IDF to fight Hezbollah, we will need to use much bigger uh, forces on our side. And I think that it's a moral responsibility by us to do whatever we can to avoid it. But we will not leave our faith as the the Jewish state, as Israel, you know, the faith of the people of northern Israel um, to the hands of Hezbollah. That is not going to happen. And if there's one thing that we need to make sure is that something changes. Because to have Hezbollah terrorists walking around up front with weapons on the border, they come right up to the border. They touch the fence. 
that is not acceptable. That is not something that Israeli citizens should go back and live like that. Yeah. Um, what is the latest? I mean, I saw a report this morning saying that the northern border, there's actually more action going on there than is happening in Gaza. Is that true? So it depends um, in what aspects. Um, on Israel's southern border, um, things are relatively, uh, well, I won't say quiet or in control, but since the IDF is fighting within Gaza and has been able uh, to take down so many of uh, Hamas's terrorists, um, so there is less of a threat now, let's say, to Israel south than what apparently there was on October 6th. So, so that's the one aspect. With Hezbollah, the, the fact is that the citizens are still not, we're two months into war, two months of, uh, Thousands of Israelis being relocated from their homes, having to live in little hotel rooms, uh, not as a vacation, so it's not as fun. And two months into the war, they will still not be able to safely return to their houses. So it is a bigger threat. Also, the terrains in Israel's northern border, for those who have visited, uh, we have mountains and valleys, and there are places where Hezbollah, this, this past week, is firing um, shoulder missiles, RPGs, directly into houses. Right. There is no uh, 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 safe zone or any barrier. So if in the Gaza Strip we still have a few hundred meters of fields or whatever between the first houses in Gaza and the first houses on the Israeli border, on the Lebanese side it just doesn't exist and the threat to Israeli citizens if they have to currently return back to their homes is much bigger and the 150,000 rockets are not the threat only to Israel's northern border they're a threat to the entire country but the ability or the potential ability or wishes or plans by Hezbollah and those special Radwan forces uh, to try and infiltrate into Israeli villages or bases to fire uh, direct missiles into houses, that is definitely a much bigger threat now two months after the war in the south. Little, that is where we have to leave it. Thank you so much for your time and uh, for sharing your insight with us and your information. That is Lital Shohat Chertov, who is the expert for diplomacy and former IDF spokesperson, talking about you know, what is happening between Israel and Hezbollah and what's happening in the north.